All week we have been talking about destructive behaviors. Mm -hmm. uh, we started out with ADHD and then moved into uh, which ADHD, which uh, a lot of destructive behaviors are mm -hmm. caused by impulsivity and right. um, inattention to details and some of those kinds of things. Then we moved to oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder, both of which are sort of characterized by mm -hmm. um, some disruptive behaviors that are more intent based. Right. Um, you know, the, the people who have those conditions tend to engage in disruptive behaviors right. with some purpose. Mm -hmm. Today we're going to talk about a relatively new diagnosis uh, called disruptive mm -hmm. mood dysregulation disorder, and this is a, um, by definition, by the by its very name, right. is a condition identified with disruptive behaviors that are rooted in dysregulation. M mood dysregulation. Mood dysregulation. Right. Yeah. yeah. These, th this comes under the the whole category of uh, mood disorders. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. So this one is it's it's mm -hmm. um, housed within the uh, depressive disorders right. um, category in the in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, uh, the fifth edition. Uh, but this is a new diagnosis in the DSM-5. Uh, it wasn't present before, um, and, and, and it seemed to come about as a result of uh, some research looking into what was previously referred to as early onset bipolar disorder. Which was a real challenge for it all of us. It was a real challenge. Um, we were heavily in, involved in, the, yeah. in this work uh, in the 90s when it began to change, in the right. 1990s. Um, in fact, we developed an assessment instrument um, uh, to, to begin to address that issue that we used clinically and has been published. Um, we're talking this week about kids who have these outbursts. Right. Okay, and everything from garden variety temper tantrums that young children have, preschoolers, toddlers, um, sort of a normal developmental uh, milestone. You know, mm -hmm. okay, she's had temper tantrums, now we can ch check that off the list. Right. Um, to more severe, um, dangerous, and destructive outbursts. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we want to do is we want to um, to explore uh, which ones we need to be worried about clinically right. and which are just manifestations of sort of garden variety behavior right. uh, issues. And when as we enter this, um, one of the confusions is in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, these three things are in different places. Right. Okay. They used right. to be... There used to be a single category mm -hmm, of disruptive mm -hmm. behavior disorders. Now they're in three separate places, right. but they're clinically, they're and behaviorally, they're all related to right. each other. Because ADHD is in the category of neurodevelopmental disorders. Mm -hmm. Things uh, you're born with. Oppositional mm -hmm. defiant disorder and conduct disorder are in the disruptive behavior right. uh, disorders uh, section, mm -hmm. and then again, disruptive mood dysregulation disorder is in the mood disorders. But in a way, it makes sense because mm -hmm. ADHD, you're born with it, uh, you express right. it over time. Um, conduct disorders and oppositional defiant disorders are part of a separate category that mm -hmm. may or may not have anything to do with your underlying mood right. or emotional status. And then there's this other category right. of, uh, of, of an underlying, a, a serious underlying mood disorder. Right. Um, historically, the confusion that we had was that we used to call this intermittent explosive disorder. Right. And, and that's that, still a diagnosis. And that still exists. Right. That diagnosis exists, but it's buried deep in the statistical manual. And you know, we always talk about new diagnoses. Mm -hmm. That thing's five years old. Yeah, I know. And, and I keep I keep looking at it, and I'm thinking, wow. You, we think of the book as being new because yeah. it's the latest edition, but it's already it's already five years old. Right, because the the last edition was from 2001. 
Right. The, the DSM-4 the, um, TR. The revised um, edition. Right. And the DSM-4 was a 94, I think. And so we're headed into a DSM-6, I guess. Yeah. You know, so, and I, you know, you don't think about it, but it's, it's already been out five years. Yeah. Anyway, we used this diagnosis of intermittent explosive disorder to capture these kids who had impulsive uh, rage attacks, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. really significant rage attacks that were dangerous right. and destructive. Uh, they might go on for for hours. Some kids have these things for three or four hours. That diagnosis wasn't reimbursed by insurance companies. Right. And in the middle 90s, uh, Joe Biederman at Harvard and Barbara Geller at um, Washington University in St. Louis came up with the idea of maybe, you know, these kids look like they have bipolar disorder. There mm -hmm. seems to be these episodic outbursts. Okay, mm -hmm. so let's call it bipolar disorder, which was a diagnosis we could only use for adults, okay? Primarily. Right? Mm -hmm. And so let's call it rapid cycling bipolar disorder. Right. And so it, it took the name of early onset bipolar disorder, but there was no such diagnosis. Right, it wasn't in the DSM. It wasn't in DSM, right. which is something we, we did uh, toward the end of DSM-4, right. DSM-4-TR. Well, lo and behold, when they started making the diagnosis of bipolar disorder, instead of intermittent explosive disorder, insurance companies began to reimburse. Right. So lo and behold, we have this right. uh, rapid um, um, increase in the diagnosis of early onset bipolar disorder. Right. But it wasn't really an accurate diagnosis. Right, because it didn't meet the, the <coughs> core features of what we really think of with right. uh, bipolar disorder. It was a, um, you know, while it was somewhat episodic, the per kids with these uh, this condition, um, they were chronically irritable. Right. They That's were right. they were always sort of on edge and touchy mm -hmm. and and could easily be set right. off. And so uh, for that reason, they um, you know we 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 had some uh, caution in making yeah. the diagnosis of early mm -hmm. onset bipolar disorder because it didn't really look like it. And they came up with these alternative terms like rapid cycling and ultra rapid cycling and, and some of those kinds of things. Right. And, and then we had the introduction of disruptive mood dysregulation disorder right. in you know the, the late 2000s, early mm -hmm. 2010s, um, right. teens, 2010s, I don't know. There's a, there's a, the O, the, I forget. The aughts. The aughts. There was the aughts and then there was right. the teens, I guess. The teens, I don't know. right. Um, so in that, in those years, um, probably 2008 to 2012 mm -hmm. or so, uh, there was this, um, um, push for a, the diagnosis of disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, right. and, and so that's what we have in the DSM-5. That's right, because we, all of us, all, all professionals and all professional organizations, pediatricians, psychiatrists, child psychiatrists, neurologists, we all struggled with this um, idea of bipolar disorder in children, because it, the, the symptoms as they appear in children were just very different right. from the, the symptoms of bipolar disorder 1 and bipolar disorder 2. And so the uh, National Institutes of Mental Health um, commissioned a, a work group mm -hmm. under the direction of Ellen Liebenluft, and they began uh, to study these children who right. had this other these these other types of behaviors. Right. And um, and it was that group that came up with this diagnosis of DMDD. Right. Okay. Yeah. What they were trying to capture, and it's I just I thought about this um, when you mentioned our work in this area. When we developed the test, one of the things that 
we wanted to capture was the irritability right. of these kids because the existing rating scales that we were using when we would administer the existing rating scales um, they would come out normal right. and we knew these kids weren't normal right. and the reason that they came out normal is the existing rating scales didn't contain these right. irritability items and the, the sorts of things that are now in DMDD right. and so our the rating scale we developed contained those right. elements and so it began to identify these kids right. because we captured that underlying irritability. Right. And that is not insignificant. Right. We see it in kids with oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder, but not the severity, right. not the intensity, and not the duration. Uh, right, it's the chronicity of it. It's, right. it's just always there. That's and, right. Um, and so the so when the, we have this new diagnosis and we are now um, using this diagnosis right. to identify and to, to, to um, classify, I suppose, uh, right. these, these kids, but it is truly mood um, as opposed to, you know, impulsivity that we see in ADHD right. or some of the mm -hmm. intent. Um, these kids aren't necessarily remorseful no. um, afterwards. Um, they they may be, but not 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 necessarily. Right. But they're but it's the chronic irritability. They're just always cranky, um, right. and and could be set off at any minute. And and mm -hmm. that's sort of some of the hallmark features of this. Right. Condition. When I first read the criteria, <coughs> excuse me. When I first read the criteria back in 2011 and 2012 and 2013, I was a little bit worried because it seemed very narrow to me. Right. And I said, How are we ever going to Mm -hmm. uh, use this diagnosis right. because it seemed so restrictive, mm -hmm. um, and I think we're still struggling with that right. to a certain extent. Yeah. Okay, because there are restrictions with this diagnosis, and um, I I hope that most clinicians are following them. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the when it appears, how long it must appear, mm -hmm. and I think we want to go through some of those things, um, the time elements involved in DMDD, okay. for example. It has to occur um, before, um, it has to occur for at least 12 or more months. Mm -hmm. And it has to be severe in at least two settings, right. okay? Um, display persistently irritable or angry mood most of the day and nearly every day. Right. So these aren't kids who are, you know, we talked about kids with ADHD. Generally, they're in a good mood. Mm -hmm. They may have an outburst once in a while, but it's quick and impulsive right. and doesn't last long. These kids, and even kids with ODD, they may be okay most of the time, mm -hmm. but when challenged or pushed, then they might have an outburst. Right. You know, they, they get angry with authority figures and they might have an outburst. But between outbursts, their mood is generally pretty good. Mm -hmm. The outbursts are not fun to deal with, right. but between outbursts, okay. These kids are not fun between outbursts. Right. They continue to be irritable, and as you said, they're right on the edge. Right. They're just ready to explode almost mm -hmm. at any moment. Right. And you can say the simplest thing to mm -hmm. them uh, unintentionally, you know, and, um, and it'll, it'll uh, provoke a, a, a violent rage attack. Right. You know, so. and, and what really differentiates these kids from the others that we've talked about this week is the, um, the where we were talking about intensity, uh, duration, and right. frequency. Mm -hmm. um, these kids explode frequently. Yes. Um, it can be multiple times a day. Um, they, uh, the duration is, you know, where, whereas ADHD is a flash in the pan, mm -hmm. as we talked about, mm -hmm. and um, oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder, 
the the outbursts will last until they get what they're looking for. Right. Um, right. With these children, the the outbursts may last for hours. Right. Um, and there is no soothing them. There, Oh yeah, you, you can't. You can't even if you give them what they want, it doesn't stop. Right, that's the dysregulation part. That's the dysregulation. They, they, they just lose the ability to regulate their own mm -hmm. emotions, and they're just expressed. Right, they're just and their intensity is at an eleven. Right, you know, that's it's out of ten. Right, but, yeah. it, it goes from zero to 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 max out very very quickly. Right, um, and we've seen it. We've seen it, it with with some of our patients. It, you know, in our office, mm -hmm. where it just with little to no identifiable provocation, right. it's just off the charts, and right. and it just lasts. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So these kids are very different than the other um, ADHD oppositional defiant disorder and conduct disorder right. kids that we t we've been talking about this week, because these outbursts are truly rooted in dysregulation, um, mm -hmm. and mood specifically, mood dysregulation. Right, right. and. This diagnosis must, the, the symptoms appear before age 10. Right. So if we get to adolescence, it may not be DMDD. Right. It, it could be something related to the onset of puberty or right. it could be or some other problem. But the symptoms should appear before age 10. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. And the, um, the uh, diagnosis should not be made before age 6. Mm -hmm. Because again, right. it might just be temper tantrums, right. it might be something else. So you shouldn't make the diagnosis before age 6 or after 18. Right. So you want to make it sometime during right. that, that time period. So we want to make sure that we're not misdiagnosing or that we don't um, confuse oppositional defiant disorder with right. DMDD because DMDD is a very, it's a unique right. diagnosis that be can, very different. can be differentiated. Many children with oppositional defiant disorder, you're not going to move toward medication right. with them. I mean, right. typically we don't. Yeah. Children who have di this mood dysregulation mm -hmm. are probably going to be put on some fairly powerful yeah. uh, medications. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Just to mood just mood regulating. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, so mood stabilizing drugs that mm -hmm. are that are. Um, a lot more complicated to right. take and um, that have significant side effects. Yeah. So it, it is a significant decision, uh, diagnostic decision to move to DMDD. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. we're going to talk more about treatment tomorrow. We'll go through the treatments right. of all four of these conditions tomorrow, how we should respond mm -hmm. to some of these outbursts. Um, right. We'll be hitting that uh, on our long, longer podcast that will tomorrow come out morning. tomorrow. Right. So, all right. Good. That is it for today. Thank you, as always. Until next time, stay happy. Stay healthy and forget to be afraid.